Good day. Happy Saturday morning. You're listening to the Better Modesto Show with your host, Demetrius Snare, co-host Nico Solario, Chris Rickey, our special guest, Jeremiah Williams. We're on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You can also find us on the iHeartRadio app. What's going on, fellas? Hey, hey. It's another day, day, right? It's a good day in the neighborhood. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> another day on the radio. Anything good happen this weekend with you guys? Um, well, it, it rained. Oh, yeah. Can you believe that? You know, I got wet. Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. I, what I hate the most about this, this, uh, this, this valley weather is that I didn't have a chance to get my hoodies out. Right. right. I mean, like you're like in tank prepared. tops, t-shirts, and it's like I always tell it. I'll tell you this. My daughters, right? Every year when this happens, we always send them to school. They're old now, but when they were kids, their first day of school when the weather changed. Got on high water pants and sweaters that don't fit because we haven't gotten to go shopping yet, man. So right. it's crazy right now. So yeah, I, I could go all day about that. The rain, the cold. It's just but bad. you know, you know when it's it's like we have two seasons in Modesto. We have summer and winter, and winter starts on Halloween every single year. No fail. Well, now I, I know, through, I guess. Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Now I know. I was, well, well, we do have a fall, too, though, Councilman. <laughs> we, we do? And those when leaves, those starts. when those leaves start hitting that grass. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Starts and ends on, like, the same day, right? <laughs> and it seems, yeah. <laughs> My Absolutely. tree still has leaves right now. I don't know. Of course, it's dead. Well, speaking of trees, you though, my tree that it fell on my car. Did no, but I hear you're doing story? a great job of making sure the trees get trimmed. So thank you, Councilman <laughs> Ricky. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah we but can. you're trying. That's a good thing. Yeah. So thank you. I tried so hard that my city tree lost a limb and it fell on my Cadillac and caused six thousand dollars worth of damage. So that was awesome. You told us that last week. Is, yeah. uh, is insurance? It's still a big that? deal. Is insurance yeah. covering that? Yeah, I mean deductible wise. Yeah, stuff, I thought you didn't like that Cadillac like anyway. No, you changed your mind. Wow, I always let, I love that car. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the premium gas you had to put in, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Driving in style. There. Well, our guest here today is Jeremiah Williams. You guys have already heard him speaking. He is running for Modesto City Council District Five, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about himself here, and you know, say hello to everybody. Well, hello out there, uh, whether you're in your car or maybe at home, uh, getting ready to figure out if it's going to rain or not. But uh, Jeremiah Williams, I moved to this community 42 years ago. I was born Where'd in San Francisco. From, San Francisco? I, was, I came from San Francisco, was, lived in Oakland until I was 15. But from the age of 11 to 15, I was in 13 different foster homes in Oakland. Wow. And then I moved out here and uh, tried to work it out with my mom, see if that was going to work. It didn't really work out, so I was homeless for about two months, hooked up with two fellas, uh, Wesley and Olin Majors, and they were trying to open up a record store over by uh, Modesto High, two blocks off of Modesto High. Started living with them, and uh, the rest is history. Uh, was there in this record store for the last, mm, since 81 to 83. And uh, that's where my music background comes from. But even while I was in foster care, I worked at this department store that had a radio, I mean, excuse me, had a record store. And so I was always into music. But coming to Modesto, after the DJ scene, Little J was my name, my my my, my DJ name, okay. Little J. Okay. It's here to stay, you know, all that kind of stuff. Hip hop, hip hop, whatever. But uh <laughs> How did I know how have I known you for twenty years and didn't know you were a DJ? 
Well, you probably didn't know I was in foster care either, you know. I probably mean, didn't, no. But, you know, I mean, so what? It, how you didn't, you should I don't know that that. I don't know that that makes sense. Man, I got a radio voice. Hey, I what's mean, happening? <laughs> I got a radio face, so. Oh, you know. A radio face. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're doing great, though. You're doing great. But so no. I got to think that yeah. some of your upbringing has a lot to do with why you're running for city council, right? Absolutely. You know, I was fortunate while in foster care in Oakland, I was able to go to an art school. And in this art school, I had to audition to get in. And uh, that's going to segue into part of what I do today. And uh, as I auditioned to get in, it was 200 students. It was K to 12. It was it was a Oakland City School uh, in uh, in uh, what was that uh, endorsed mm-hmm. uh, uh, school. And it was like a great school day. Uh, it was it was uh, actually funded by Oakland City Schools, and it wasn't charter. It wasn't it was, they didn't have charter back then. You know, yeah. I'm old, Chris. Uh, but uh, once I, when I was in this school, I learned something about people, and everyone has something to contribute to mankind. Some of them were very good at what they did when it came to sculpture or wood wood sculpture, soapstone, acrylic, oil, pastel watercolor, chalk, dots, dot drawings. And some of them had a talent that can do landscape. The same guy who can do landscape couldn't do portraits or animation. So you learned about Mm -hmm. how people had something to contribute to mankind. So even in my my young life and in what someone may say, dark times, I was able to pick up some things about people. And then even while in foster care, and I'll make this my last statement, I was able to figure out, and I had to figure out, how do I live in a house with these people I don't even know? And then how do they, you know, welcome me into this home? So I had to figure out who these people were at a big, at, at an early age of how to deal with people. And so with that, all I do know, and the one thing that's most important to me is everybody wants to be loved. And I'll take it back to you. Hmm. Absolutely. Everybody does want to be loved. And, 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 and I think what you're saying about um, being a part of the community that you were a part of um, a lot of times people are just kind of career politicians, you know, they, they've just been a politician and it's nice when someone's been a person and been within the community and things like that. And so that's good to hear, um, you know, that that you've done those things. So that that's commendable. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and it really kind of your philosophy, um, I think explains a lot of your, you know, charitable work that you've done over the many years of me knowing Mm you. Yeah. Um, you kind of get it. You've got a perception of like, You know, I can say like, oh, I've, you know, I understand what it must be like to be in foster care, but I didn't live it. Right. It was interesting. I was talking to, uh, do you know Matthew Francis? I do. Yeah. He he texted me this morning. I was talking (laughs) to him today and he was like, you know, there's a difference between an instructor and a teacher. That's right. Right. An instructor can teach you, can teach you about a subject, but a teacher has lived that subject. Right. Mm. And, uh. That just really that's inspiring that you have been able to take that experience and really translate it into helping people. Well, thank you, Chris. But I'm, I'm going to expound on what you just said. It, what it is, the reality is this. Some things are taught and some things are caught. If, if I teach you something, you may continue to keep that. But if it's caught and you catch it, you're going to you're going to take it even further right. to the next level. And so technically, that would be the definition of what uh, Matthew Francis has said. Some things are taught 
and some things are caught. And I want to catch the fact, how can I be the best person for that person so that person can be the best person? Very nice. Very nice. What would you say your your number one reason for running would be? What, what is what is, you know, what's what's your what maybe not even just your number one? I know that's a hard oh, thing I, to say. But maybe maybe a, maybe a, a list of a few maybe it's, three or four. You know, we can start with the number one. Number one is I like connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many people in our community, you know, that know that don't know each other, mm-hmm. and so with being on twenty five boards in thirty two years in this community, from Stanislaus County Fair Board appointed by the governor to 12 years the chairman of the 4th of July parade for the city of Modesto or working uh, working with the Modesto Salvation Army now and then before seven years with the Modesto Gospel Mission as a board member it's it's all about connecting dots and it's great when we can connect others to others so that then they can get things done. So yes, the best thing about running for Modesto City Council is all of the relationships that we have built, including uh, council member Chris Ricky, who was here today, it just makes all the difference in the world. And I can tell you a story about when we first met, but that's another time because we're running out of time and I'm getting a peace sign. So, <laughs> Well, you know, that that's, um, that's we, our producer, we, Christian Fletcher over here. Yes. And Christian he gives you Fletcher. the signs. Like if he gives you the peace sign, he's saying you got two minutes for break. So he's just like, we got to, if he gives you the, the single, like the number one finger, he's saying you got one minute left, right? This, like, this is the radio biz, right? And ladies, I think he's single, so look him up. <laughs> Christian Fletcher. Christian Fletcher on all socials. Um, <laughs> no, I think, you know, we do have enough segments to get into uh, how you first met Chris, if, if it's appropriate. Um, <laughs> so it we'll, is. we'll get to that definitely. It is. Um, I think, uh, you know, you talked about connecting the dots. Um, I saw also... On here, you talk. You you have a couple of things on your website that kind of get into specifics of what you want to do. So we're going to try to get into that as well a okay. little bit here. Yes. Um, you know, we're gonna. I think I, I'm looking at your resume. It's it's very impressive. It's long. I know there's probably a lot that we're gonna be able to to get to here, but um, we want to definitely get into some of the specific things and everything like that. But I think, um, you know, I was looking at it, it says stuff about. You know, law enforcement said mm-hmm. things about more, you know, more resources for kids and right. stuff like that. So my my mission right now is that that we need to uh, work on our young people to bring more officers to our community. And that that's something I want to talk about because that's something I went through as a kid as well. So we want to delve back into that a little bit more. Um, again, you guys are listening to the Better Modesto Show with your host Demetrius Snare, co-host Nico Solario, Mike Ricky. We also have our producer. I play hockey Chris too. Ricky, yeah. <laughs> Single. Our producer, Christian Fletcher, in here. We also have our, our guest, Jeremiah Williams, running for Modesto City Council District Absolutely. 5. Absolutely. We'll be back after the break. All right. Welcome back. You're listening to the Better Modesto Show with your host, Demetrius Snare, co host, Chris Ricky, <laughs> other co host, Nico Solario, <laughs> the Honorable Chris Ricky. Uh, you have our producer, Christian Fletcher. And our special guest, Jeremiah Williams from Modesto City Council, District 5. You were talking after the before the break about children and the Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Or the Cub Scouts, yeah. correct? Yeah. Boys Cub and girls Scouts, club. Boys you and asked girls them about club. police officers. And asked them right. about police officers and, and you and kind of their perception. And you said only one 
kid raised their hand yes. when you asked who wanted to be a police officer. Yeah. And so Pack that kind of made you feel like what? Well, it, it made me feel like we really need to do our work uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, people say, oh, we need officers. We need we need officers. Where are they? They're not responding. Well, we don't have people that can actually qualify to become officers. And we have a shortage even now. And it's not like we want a shortage. It's not like we don't want officers. We need them. But we need uh, citizens of Modesto beyond District 5, the entire city, to prepare their young people uh, to become officers. But they, are, they have to pass the psych. They have to have no drug affiliation. And, you know, we need to really work on if we, we say we don't like these officers, they don't do the right thing. Well, to raise some up. Why, now, why do you think, though, that people don't want to be officers? Well, I mean, of course, there's been a stigma, you know, uh, because there's some bad officers that make the entire department look bad. And, you know, uh, some of them make major mistakes. And maybe these officers you mean cause are they're not human. bad because they're yeah. human. Yeah. But we that doesn't that should never take away from the fact that we shouldn't work on getting the officers that we do need that reflect this community. And so it's not just on the police department or the city council. It's really on the backs of every a citizen in Modesto to help that be what it needs to be, and that is to have officers that are respectful, officers that understand the cultures, understand the city, and uh, have more compassion than they do the letter of the law. Where's where's the disconnect you think between because you know you said it's it's on the police department, it's on the citizens. Where's the disconnect between the citizens and the police officers that that communication? That, that piece that's going to get kids and, and their parents to want to raise police officers? Well, number one, it's, it's pretty simple. And, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to get into this Kanye's stuff because that's not the, the, the topic here. Mm-hmm. And nor do, I don't even want to get into that topic. But what we see personified everywhere, you know, particularly in media, you know, degrades the situation or degrades police officers. And we need to change that, mm-hmm. that viewpoint of what officers are, are doing in our community. And, and there are a lot of good, hardworking human officers. And yes, some make mistakes that they cannot erase. Mm-hmm. But the point of it is we need protection. And so the disconnect is, is the fearful side of, you know, let's say, well, we're getting into the weeds, so I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this. But, but I think there's also some simple answers, right, Jeremiah? Like, go ahead. Okay, so when you have like a police department that's designed to have 300 officers, right. and we have 180 that's, right now, yeah. what happens? Your personnel is getting stressed out, they're right. doing too much overtime, yep. and they're getting put into too many high-risk situations right. too often, right. which creates mistakes, right? You, right? So we, as the city council... yes. We're limited by our budget, right? right? So we would we would have more officers if we could. Right now, we right. can't afford them. Right. And if Measure H doesn't pass, we're going to have even less. So it's going to get worse. Measure H is important. So we better get it, or else we're going to be in deep, deep trouble. Deep trouble. Um, but the other thing is that so that's one piece. I think. Yeah. But I think the second piece is policy, mm. right? So like when an officer gets in an X situation, yeah. we as the not just as a council, but our city, yeah. our community, yeah. our police department, everybody yeah. needs to look over some of these policies right. and create policies that reduce mistakes and reduce right. issues. And and there's and 
makes it a little more clear right. so that you don't have situations where things happen that didn't have to happen. Right. Right. You know, and I, I know I'm kind of speaking in code here, but I have to, right? Like right. we're not allowed to really speak on specifics. Right. Right. Especially when there's, th- when certain things Ongoing, are in litigation. Right. Yeah. Right. But, um, but that's, I think part of the solution. Well, I, but you, you, you brought it up. I mean, is it the answer? Yes, it is the answer. We need it in this measure H because if measure H passes, then we can get the necessary artillery to not use force. We can get beanbags. We right. can get other. But if we don't, if the department doesn't have the money for these types of, you know, lower, uh, um, less lethal, uh, less lethal, perfect, less lethal weaponry, then we can do better for our community. But we need measure H to pass. And people would say, well, what if measure eight that doesn't pass? Well, we don't want to look at that. We want you to, to look into your, your soul. What if measure community. H doesn't pass? We will have, I guarantee you, we will have less officers. Say we it. will left fire department, less yep. firemen. That's now, just a fact. That yeah. kind of leads me to some, I get it both sides. And I know Nico, you, you have some questions that you wanted to ask, but um, so I, I get it. I get it from all sides. My sister uh, was a police officer. She's now re- retired or mm-hmm. resigned. She, stay at home mom her husband is a police officer mm-hmm. he started out in modesto mm-hmm. my sister was at stanislaus state then ripon now he's um in another city mm-hmm. outside of the valley um so i know from from that end some mm-hmm. things and then my brother who is a grant writer mm-hmm. for a city in the bay area um one thing that he said was that sometimes he'll write a grant a pretty large grant for yeah. a police department mm-hmm. and uh the funds won't be used for where the grant was written for mm. and so um, how how does the how does the the you know citizens how do the people like how do they have trust in that you know Measure H money whatever well there's going to be there, you know there will I mean? be an oversight there will yeah. be an oversight committee mm-hmm. but you know a lot of times too you know in working with a lot of nonprofits twenty five I didn't mm-hmm. even know I was on that many until my consultant counted them but a lot of times you know you you write a grant for a particular need. But then the need has criteria that actually at that time you can't even use the grant for because mm. it doesn't meet the full criteria because there's some stipulations that you can't do this, this or this or that. And then you don't have, say, particularly in the police department, then if they don't have this particular mechanism in place, then that money gets it's Wasted. either frozen or it has to be moved over with another grant. You mean that's written. sometimes grants have strings attached? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Oh. Absolutely. But, you know, I want to say something else about uh, officers. Uh, people say, well, why are officers leaving, you know, to go to this place or that place? Well, because they need officers, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs officers. So if they're going to Stockton, I, I've noticed that Stockton in some of our uh, events that we have here in Modesto, Stockton PD will put up a, a booth and say, hey, we need you. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing with Livermore and any of these other places. It's not like they're people are leaving to go to these other places. No, these places are needing Recruiting. more officers. And if they have, as the Honorable Chris mentioned, <laughs> less, you know, less calls and it's and it's a little bit more safer and they can get home at, at, at the more end money, of the night more and pay. more money, then they're going to do so. So that doesn't say that we don't have the right or the best uh, a police department. No, it just says everybody in California is looking for police officers. You, you heard yeah. me earlier when I asked a room of 25 young people, you know, who wants to be an officer? Only one rose their hand. We're, we're going to be in trouble if we don't get those numbers up. The other thing is that, you know, what percentage of the budget, Demetrius, do you think is responsible for us to 
budget for public safety? I'm going to guess less than a percent. What? I, I don't know. I don't, 1%? I no Nico, just, you got something I for just me? I'm pretty it's sure it's amount. like 70 to 80%. What do you think, Christian? No. You have a number? 2%. No? 2%. <laughs> well, uh, I would think, I'm, I'm going to say Modesto, probably 12. Modesto budgets 81% of our... Of our bu- of our budget for public safety, oh. and uh, that's without anybody forcing us to. Okay, that's because we believe that that should be a priority. It shouldn't take ten minutes for the fire department to get to your house right. if you're having a heart mm-hmm. attack, right? Like, we want response times. Yeah, this stuff to work to go down. Okay, so you don't. The truth is, that question is not. It's a bad question because look at what we've done for the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. We have prioritized public safety, and it doesn't matter who's who's in the seat. But if we look at the data of the safety that we provided, we keep increasing the budget for these public safety, but yet, from the research that I've done, a lot of incidences are also on the rise of car thefts, um, oh, yeah. things like that. So That's it's like no true, matter though. how our, much... Our, our car thefts have gone down for the last five no, years. No, I mean, you're just making generalities. I, I get it. Yeah, but, just yeah. overall. But you know. if you look at our overall crime, it's all going down. Like that is... Look at the numbers, man. Like we can't be perpetuating those, those talking points because they're not true. There has been a slight uptick in certain violent crimes, but it's like if you look overall... We are significantly safer than we were 30 years ago. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, that's that's something we want to get back to. Um, this is a great conversation, guys. I, I, I think this is good. You're listening to The Better Modesto Show. Your host, Demetrius Snare. Co-host, the Honorable <laughs> Chris Ricky, Nico Solario. Single, Christian Fletcher. Yeah. And our special guest, Jeremiah Williams from Modesto City Council District 5. If Christian is not single, please, uh, this is our fault, not his. Uh, we'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys again after the break. All right. All right, welcome back. Again, you're listening to the Better Modesto Show. This is your host, Demetrius Snare, with our producer, Christian Fletcher, our other guest host, our other host. <laughs> I just, I the honorable. Out of order. The honorable, Chris Ricky. Um, and Nico Solario. Uh, right before the break, we were talking about Measure H. We're talking about what Measure H is about. And Nico, you had some interesting things that you were, you were seeing with mailers and stuff like yeah. that with Measure H. Yeah, so um, for me, you know, previously have we spoke about, you know, the whole reason I got into kind of civic leadership and stuff like that um, was the entire protests that started here in Modesto. And I wanted to do something more, and then I got into the Ford Together Committee, and I started doing that stuff. Um, but now, present time, we're talking about Measure H. And for me, I look at, you know, the annual salary of a police officer averaging around 100K a year and then hearing people like they should get paid more, all that kind of stuff. But so for Measure H, my initial thing when I got the mailer was they just want more police officers. They want to pay them more. And that's all this is about. One more percent, $39 million strictly for public safety police. But, you know, as we're coming into this interview, started looking up some things and what Measure H actually brings to our community, which I am actually in support of because we do need stuff. You know, it talks about 
addressing homelessness, cleaning up trash and illegal dumping, keeping the streets, parks, and sidewalks and infrastructure safe, well-maintained. Um, and that's just not what I got off the mailers. The mailers, it just simply made it seem like it was strictly police department funds, you know, to give them more funds. But I just feel like it would have been a stronger case. I'm not saying that they're not making a strong case, but if they just made us more informed with what everything is involved in, in Measure Age. You know, uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you for bringing up that topic. I do want to do a shout out and a thank you to all the, the public, private dollars that has come from citizens across the board, high and low, to campaign in trying to make sure that this community reaches its level of being able to be uh, uh, user-friendly. And what I mean by user-friendly, I mean, we'll never be able to eradicate the entire homeless situation, but this kind of money will help us manage it better. You know, that, that's one piece. The, the other side of that, sidewalks. You know, uh, my wife tripped and broke her wrist because the sidewalk was sticking up. You know, we'll have the opportunity to grind those down. Just, just the fact of the matter with the lawsuits that come from people tripping and, and, and issues or, or trees falling on people's cars. You know, if we're able to get more money and the uh, mailers that I received and being a part of that committee and going to and learning more and more and more about it, I support it wholeheartedly because it's not just about public safety. You know, it's truly about all of the other things, parks. Some of our parks, are, our restrooms are closed because we can't fix them. Uh, our, 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 our trees in the parks are not being able to be uh, taken care of because we don't have the money. Or even the mowing status or, or time frames of being, and you know, that, that's the cheapest entertainment you can have is to bring your kids for a birthday party in the park. We've done it for many, many, many years. And so we want to be able to enhance our community. And the only way we can do that is raise the sales tax. Now, why would you want to raise the sales tax? Well, number one, we just came out of COVID. COVID is still lingering. So it took away the opportunity for taxes to be raised in the community to put into our general fund. So we're at a at our lowest point that we've ever been. And we're, yes, we can say if you look on the, on the website, we have a balanced budget. Yeah, you can balance a budget that you have based on the money that you have. Doesn't mean you're getting everything you need to get. And that's where we're, our shortfall is, is we're not being able to do these other things. Yeah, we balance the budget, but we still have things that we need to do. We still need to take care of our parks. We still need to take care of our streets. We still need to take care of the infrastructure. We still need to take care of homeless situations and try to uh, make ways and create ways to be able to manage that even more so. And, you know, the Honorable Chris can actually talk <laughs> more about that as well. But the one thing I do want to say, it's amazing. I was just at Denny's the other day and I put the plug in for Denny's. I don't know. Maybe you guys can sponsor this. Which one? <laughs> Which location? <laughs> the one off of, well, they don't have one in my district, but it was off of Orangeburg. And oh, yeah. That's one so, of those District 3 locations. You know, in District 3, um, <laughs> when I pay, we, uh, we have three Denny's locations. So it, just let me know. <laughs> which one you want to yeah. hang out at when I'll i paid meet you there. though chris the honorable chris it came up on the screen they're gonna me that title 22 percent and 25 percent for the gratuity okay gratuity was up to 18 percent. now that is a, almost a mandate you can choose not to 
But that's 18%. All we're asking for is 1%, and we won't just give you a cup of water and your meal. We'll take care of this city. I like it. Yeah, I like I it. it. And we'll, <laughs> you'll still be able to afford your moons over Miami. <laughs> Put that on a banner, man. Right there. We're only asking for 1%. And I mean, really, though, in the grand scheme of things, you know, there are people who will say, oh, it's 1% today and they're going to want one. You know, as as my pay, and, and I'm, I'm always going to advocate for, you know, things like this. I'm, I'm always, hey, I'll give 1% more, man. If it means that this homeless guy is going to get some resources or, you know, this, this neighborhood is going to be safer, I'm, I'm just not going to be against that. Right. I think um, one of the things that Nico was kind of talking about also is, I, I, and I keep on kind of going back to this, is just the relationships. When I was a kid, I think you brought this up, we had an officer that would come to our school, officer friendly. Yep. He would give us a, like a toothbrush and like yep. a pencil and he would talk to us and, and that was the way that the city, because I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, where the, the policing mm-hmm. and the community wasn't wasn't connected. Right. And that was their way of connecting Absolutely. the city, the city and or the, the citizens Great and the police points. department. Like what what are we because I think Nico was saying, hey, you know, this mailer looks like we just want police and we're going through a time now where there's a there's some issues between communities and policing. And again, I think those issues are more to do with like hype over what's really going on. You know, I have a couple of former athletes who are police officers. I go out with them, hang out, have a beer or whatever. And when we talk, you know, they they get it, you know, and I get it, you know, but I think when you look at the news and things like that, it, it's just way more sensationalized. And right. like Chris said, what gets clicks? But, right. you know, what what are people talking about at the dinner table or what are people friends? He's a police officer. He's on the right. He's on right. the left. Those people get together and they talk. So how do we get those those conversations to happen to where everyone is saying, you know what? I need. I want to vote for Measure H. It's something that we need, and I and I don't want to vote against police officers because I definitely want to help them, and I want to help the homeless, and I want to, you know, put sidewalks in and everything like that. Speak. speak you you earlier we were talking about grants. There was a grant that came through the city of Modesto, and it came through the police department. It was called Weed and Seed. Oh, that's great. And great Weed grant. and Seed. So here it is. I'm at the meetings at the Weed and Seed, and. It was a lot of money, too. It was a lot of money for five years, and it worked out. So I'm at this meeting, and they were talking about how do we get into the community and do what we need to do. And, you know, the the thought I had, well, hey, you know what? We're all men here beside our our single guy here. (laughs) (laughs) You have to guess his age. But uh, I'm in there in the meeting, and uh, Bromus, Officer Bromus, Joel Bromus. And I said, hey, why don't we do a celebration of dads? Because, you know, if we're going to help young people have honor and respect for authority it starts at home with the with the fathers and he says oh that's a great idea jeremiah let's do it all right he said you should do it i said okay sounds like i'm it right (laughs) so 12 years in running we've done celebration of dads and every year we would take send information to the schools, pick up that information from the schools so we can honor fathers because that's the way we build up our community is respect for authority. And we're talking about Measure H, but we're also talking about having respect for authorities. We need those officers. We need those other things. And so what has happened, we have been able to honor 142 fathers in the 95351 area code, which is West Modesto. Because of the fact that if we can get these young peoples to resonate with their fathers or stepfathers or grandfathers, one young lady said this, 
as I was reading the letter to the young man, because we normally do 25 a year instead of just one or two. You can't do one or two and get the job done. The little girl who's 11 years old, older than our producer here, (laughs) (laughs) says, I love my dad. I love him so much that I would even die for him. Now, he never heard that. All he saw was his little girl coming home, playing in the deal, doing this, that. He never heard that. And that's what he needed to hear. That's how we're going to actually combat this this disrespect for authority is by lifting them up. And that's what you just said when you had it, that opportunity where you were from when they came together. And that's how we're going to do it. Officers and civilians coming together, making a difference. It's community. And I think, you know, um, it, it comes off as a cliche sometimes, but... Community policing is yep. very, very important, and I think what you're talking about is important. Um, Celebrating families, and we so we need measure H to pass. Absolutely, yeah. we need measure H to pass. Hey, you guys are listening to the Better Modesto Show on Power Talk Radio 1360 KFIV, also on the iHeartRadio app. I'm your host Demetrius Snare here with co-host Chris Ricky, Nico Solario, producer Christian Fletcher, and our special guest Jeremiah Williams. We'll be back after after the break. The Honorable Chris Ricky. All right, welcome back. You're listening to the Better Modesto Show on Power Talk Radio 1360 KFIV, also on the iHeartRadio app. I'm your host, Demetrius Snare, with your co host, the Honorable Chris Ricky. Yeah. Nico Solario, (laughs) producer, babyface Christian Fletcher. Single. (laughs) And our special guest, Jeremiah Williams, running for Modesto City Council District 5. Jeremiah, you are supported by the Modesto Police Association, Fire Department. Mm -hmm. Why? Why are they giving you their support? Well, first and foremost, I am a uh, clergy council badge, Modesto police officer wearing individual. You have a real badge or a Herschel Walker badge? No, it's not a Herschel Walker. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I had to to be sworn in for this one. But... uh, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. And Does that make you a chaplain? Are you a chaplain? Yes, sir. So, I, you know, wow. I, I often right. thought about praying for you, Chris. Um, the Honorable. Honorable Chris. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Get it right. Come on now. But, uh, you only got so much breath, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Honorable Chris. For all of our city council, all of our honorables in the and city actually, council. Actually, you've already prayed for me a few times in public. Yeah, this um, is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. So. But, yeah, the... Uh, uh, police, police officers association, the firefighters association, the Modesto B, uh, the list goes on. But most importantly, I'm endorsed by Jenny Kanoya, who has served two terms, came to me 16 months ago. And actually, she came to me at the Juneteenth festivities and said, I want you to run when I'm done. And uh, I said, I'll think about it. And so in October of last year, I made up my mind, talked to my family. And uh, that's what I did, but not only am I endorsed by by them, I'm also endorsed by the Latino Community Roundtable, the uh, Modesto Gospel, excuse me, the Modesto Chamber of Commerce. Uh, the list it goes on. We are endorsed by majority of the city council, majority of the supervisors. Um, you'd have to go to my website. My website is jeremiahwilliamsforcitycouncil.com. Jeremiahwilliamsforcitycouncil.com. 
check it all out and you'll see all of our endorsements. I know I'm leaving out a whole bunch of it. I'm fortunate and thankful that we were able to raise already about $54,000 for this campaign, but it's really not about the money. It's about what we were talking about earlier. It's connecting the dots, connecting the dots from the high to the low to the mid to making sure that people can get what they need in this community to be successful, to enjoy this community, to love this community, to play in this community and work in this community. Um, you know, just let's say, you know, assuming you win, right? Mm -hmm. um, at the end of your tenure, whatever that might be, what would, what would you want to see? You know, you, you leave and I say, Jeremiah put his stamp on that, mm -hmm. that that was done because Jeremiah came into the mm -hmm. council and said, we're getting that done. What mm -hmm. would those things be? Well, the number one thing would be most people don't remember what you said mm -hmm. and some of them remember what you do but I definitely want to make sure they remember how they felt mm -hmm. when they were with me and what I was doing for them together, making this community the best place they can live in. Good, good, okay, okay, I like it. So do you have any projects in mind for, you know? Yeah, number one, yeah. And, and I haven't talked to the Honorable Chris Ricky about this, but I want to remove that entire uh, Ephesus that's in the, the, the 1010 10th Street, that, which is the map of, uh, of Stanislaus County, and put a, a real stage there to where it can be used on both sides, where it's lit, where it has electricity. So then when we do have things that we need to have in the plaza, there's already a permanent stage there, and we'd have to work out the details, of course, with liability and things of that nature. That's always going to be an issue. However, there's ways that we can we can work with that. That's the that's one of the things mm -hmm. but you know being able to i love that idea it's a great idea you know take that out and i i Fun. talked to patty hill thomas who was a part of the county who's retired now four years ago about eradicating that thing because it's, it's not it's a wasted space it just needs to be moved it's a, actually it's a it's a beautiful piece of art right and i spoke to her place. about it and i said why not take it over to conicopia way where yeah. there's county facilities over there yeah. and they have land to be able to, to put that on. And then so we can have center stage, a stage yeah, that people idea. can and have and enjoy, you know, uh, uh, bands or even Chris has any, I don't know, but Chris is a singer. I want you all to know that. So if you ever want to know, so hear him sing, just ask him while he's on the dais. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not actually true but <laughs> true I, would, I would like to do this this stage idea is great i'd also like to like see you know a, like a pop-up skating rink we could put in that area yeah you mentioned skating. that yeah let's do like, that. like it could be super cool people love that stuff right it's like really big in modesta right now believe it or not yeah um, it is. yeah and uh it's another thing we could do and right like, that's what i'm hopeful like bringing like you know jeremiah's running and you know let's make this happen finish it off brother absolutely but, um you know the goal i want for our future council is just to make modesto a great city and if you're absolutely. a great city you've got to have exciting things going on right it, what i love about the honorable chris ricky here is that you know he's an entertainer and he's a promoter and and you know that's I'm on that same vein. That's why I was co-chair for the uh, Amgen Tour of California with John Sanders for six years. 
you know, uh, representing the city of Modesto for the All-American Cities Award in Atlanta, Georgia, as a co-chair, and then also in Anaheim as a co-chair. I love this community, and I'm I'm glad that. Wait, don't you organize that graffiti thing? We do every year. Yes, too? I'm a Kwanian, have been a Kwanian for he runs 20 the graffiti years. the parade, all the cars every year. Well, we have two clubs. Where does he find all his time? Yeah, where do I, you find all? You his know time? what? Crazy, dude. It, it people ask you ask me that question. And I say, people do what people want to do. If people want to golf three days a week, they do it. Mm -hmm. If people want to uh, go wash their cars instead of going through, you know, of course, it's no longer prime shine, but Mr. Cars, whatever they want to do, people find the thing to do it. And so what I want to do is in my time and in my life, when it's all said and done, it's going to be said he did everything he possibly could do to make his family better, his community better. And serve his God. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that stage idea, I really enjoy that too. Um, so, for people that are in your district, District Five, mm -hmm. that you'll be that you're running for, do you have any projects or plans, or have you heard any ideas that people want you to do in well, that district? Well, you know, that was just one thing of on the stage. The other, the other thing is is to try to manage the situation with homeless. And, you know, the Honorable Chris and I have talked about trying to look for other locations to where we can actually create a different Moe's, you know, which was the, the tent uh, communities mm -hmm. for the homeless, but break it up and not just have the weeds with the flowers, you know, break it up with those who want to act this way or that way or have other types of mindsets. They can be in this particular pod. Let's call it a pod or, or an area. But then those who really are just down on their luck, but they would rather live outside. Some people just want to live outside and they want to live. They don't want to live in a house. So we would put them in certain areas because we need to do that for our communities. So they're not, uh, you know, in the parks and creating. I, I'm looking for a, a nice word I mean, look, to you use. Go into, you go into the park right now. I've got a four-year-old. I want to take him to Grisada Park. Yeah, but I have to. Con I have to contend with drug use, drug dealing, prostitution. Tenting. Yeah, in my face. Yeah, every single time I go, it's not cool. No. We got to. I mean. We can sit here and dance around it, but we got to do something about right. it, man. We have to make it more manageable. Again, we we'll it, never it, eradicate it's unacceptable it. behavior over and over and over and over, and we can't have it. And and you you you're not just saying that. You you and I have talked about actually putting making a place a safe place for them to be able to do whatever they the want right to do. Spots, you know, right. and, and just you know. We'll figure it out. And and the other thing, you know, in my district, you asked me the question, you know, they would like to have a dog park in our district. That's a you know? fantastic idea. Yeah. And we, then not we only have one nice one and then the one that's off Prescott, I believe, right? But that's not a city dog park. That's yeah. not a city dog park, but right. the, 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 yeah. the, the, yeah. There's, there's one, one dog. There. There's the one, one on Insulin, near Insulin Park, you know, it's it's shaded, it's nice, it's mm -hmm. decent. But I would love to have one in my district. Yeah, uh, My district, by the way, for those who don't know, is Briggsmore all the way to Clarentina and Pellendale. And it stops at Carver, but it cuts up into Tully and then Rose all the way up to uh, Cl Clarentina. That's District 5. And if you live in that district, uh, I would... Call it Midtown. Hope. It's Midtown. Midtown, Midtown. Mid old school Midtown is what it is because <laughs> you know there's a lot of people there that have been there be for Midtown, years, man. thirty and forty and fifty and sixty years. But if you live in that district, please vote for Jeremiah Williams for city council if you haven't already voted. And those who have voted, thank you so much because 
I want to connect the dots. I'm not looking for just some position in Modesto. Trust me, I've already been on 25 different boards. I can stop right now and feel like I've accomplished something, but I'm not done. I still have life in my breath or life in my lungs to be able to do what I can do. And I know that I can do that because of the people that I've surrounded myself with for the last 32 years. Definitely. You guys, this this was a great show. We want to thank Jeremiah Williams for coming out. Um, Jeremiah Williams from Modesto City Council District 5. You're listening to the Better Modesto Show on Power Talk Radio 1360 KFIV. Also on the iHeartRadio app. I'm your host, Demetrius Snare. We're here with also Nico Solario, Chris Ricky, our producer, Christian Fletcher. We'll see you next week. God bless you all.